Hi, everyone. Your old pal, Will, here. Uh, This is a special dispatch for Toronto listeners because I'd like to call attention to a very good screening series organized by a couple of good friends of mine. It's called The Bleeding Edge, and they're hosting the Toronto premiere of Al Warren's Dog Leg at the Review Cinema on August 3rd. There will be uh, notes in the show notes about where you can get a ticket. Uh, I'm joined on the line by my good pal, Ethan Vestby, Twitter superstar, uh, host of the late Lament. Uh, these boys are good boys podcast which of deep course cut. <laughs> deep cut yeah well justin and i both appeared on that so for people steeped in icc lore they might remember that um how are you doing today ethan i'm doing fantastic and thank you for having me on will i really appreciate it well thank you and uh, before we get into this first do you remember i believe the first time we ever hung out one-on-one was when I put out a call on Facebook for somebody to come see Warren Beatty's Rules Don't Apply with me on opening night, and uh, you were by far the only one to volunteer. And Uh, I was also the only other person in the theater, period. Yeah, you and me, I mean, you you can't blame us for the downfall of Warren Beatty's career. We were out there in the trenches, you know, buying tickets. I mean, I think I had revisited Dick Tracy like that week, so I was like, I was, I was excited enough for Rules Don't Apply that I was like prepping. <laughs> we were the only two people in the world, evidently. I think we were also <laughs> like the first, I think that movie got like a slight Twitter reclamation, and I like to think we, we led the way, even if we didn't really like it. You know, we didn't really like it, but I feel like I should watch it again. I, I didn't really have my late style goggles on, you know? I don't I don't think I was really trying to like it like I would now. Well, now you appreciate it more with uh, Beatty's uh, Dick Tracy Zoom call special or whatever. But. I'm glad Dick Tracy, Tracy Zooms in will probably be his last work. I don't know. I, I can make fewer apologies for it than I can make for Rules Don't Apply. Uh, anyway, before we lose every person listening, I should ask, what is The Bleeding Edge? The Bleeding Edge is basically a screening collective that has been started by me and our good friend Alan Jones, uh, probably best known as Randy to the Max. You may know him from Letterboxd. His Twitter is long gone, sadly. Uh, And I think he's also on various Discord channels. But we'd kind of been like, I remember like early 2022, we had been like kicking around the idea of doing like a screening series. And God bless Alan. He kind of, you know, he really pushed me to want to do it. And our first ever event was in July of 2022 at The Pilot, uh, the bar in Yorkville in Toronto. A very nice bar. Big shout out to The Pilot. The staff there is very nice and accommodating. We showed a mix of short films from basically local filmmakers, Los Angeles filmmakers, New York filmmakers. And we've done a series of those short film showcases at the pilot. And they're very fun. And there are a lot of people come out and we're really supporting the community. But starting in January of this year, we've started doing some theatrical screenings like in proper movie theaters. Uh, in January, we did Michael Balandich's Happy Life at Innes Town Hall. You were there that night. That was a very special evening. That was um, technically the Toronto premiere of a very small New York indie that had premiered in 2011, I believe. And I don't think it has ever played outside of New York or North Carolina. Those are the only two places in the world it's played. So I like to think uh, that was like our little uh, footstep in uh, our footprint in film history, so to speak. 
In March, we did another event for our friends uh, Eli Spiegel and Romaine Walker of their film Planes at the Review Cinema. In May, we held the Toronto premiere of Bertrand Bonello's Coma, again at Innistown Hall. And again, we do these theatrical screenings while still doing our short screenings. We like to cast a wide net. We really like to showcase films that are innovative and have been kind of uh, ignored. And Dogleg is important to us, I think, especially at this moment in time with the industry. I don't know if you've talked about this on the show yet, but obviously there's been the WGA strike that's been going on for a few months now. But for about a week now, there's been the SAG strike, which looks to kind of completely kneecap the fall festival season, basically. So festivals, I think, even before these strikes were in a little bit of an odd position. But now it it seems like I don't want to be too much of a catastrophist because I actually do love festivals. I love going to TIFF. Yes, festivals are in a very precarious position. And what Al Warren, the filmmaker, has been doing with this film Dogleg, which I think is going to become more of a template for indie films in this new strange film landscape, is to not do a festival, so to speak, but to do a tour Al's already played the film in a number of cities, including a couple of dates in New York, Los Angeles, even Austin, Texas. We'll be doing the first ever Toronto screening. And basically, it's been just him, you know, willing collaborators taking this film, marketing for it, as opposed to letting it get lost in the shuffle of the festival circuit, or just like getting rejected by festivals because it doesn't fit a certain template they're looking for. I mean, again, at our first theatrical event, uh, Happy Life, the filmmaker Michael Blandich was talking about how sending this film, his film Happy Life to festivals was kind of a devastating process. He he made this movie that was, you know, shot on this odd looking camera that was executive produced by Abel Ferreira. He said his expectation was that he'd, you know, be playing at Cannes, be in a yacht with uh, Golden Globus. Which is funny because Abel Ferreira can't even get his movies in China. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it was just rejection letter after rejection letter, because frankly, I think the film was genuinely too unique for what festivals accept. Because I mean, maybe, again, I love festivals, but I think there is a bit of a, a cookie cutter festival movie, won't name names, that gets accepted, <laughs> at, you know, festival after festival. And yeah, something that is truly innovative is not always accepted. Well, I'll say that movie Happy Life by Michael Bolanda, which I, which I had not seen until you showed it, I was made in what, 2011 or 2012? Uh, it really aged like fine wine, because he shot it as he said on this outmoded sort of low resolution digital camera that was intended to convey something of the out of time nature of its protagonist. You know, that movie was about this guy who's really hung up on a music scene that's just old enough to be dated, but not old enough to be vintage. And there was something in the visual strategy of that movie, which is also very funny, by the way, I don't want to sound too highfalutin about it. Uh, but there was something about the visual strategy of that, that, you know, it's like, I don't know. Uh, maybe this is a bad metaphor, but like if you leave a piece of bread out in the sun for a while and it starts to like form like interesting, strange new textures over the years. The thing is, too, is that from doing our short screenings, I really found this. There is like kind of a new young Zoomer Toronto film audience that is really receptive to films like these. I mean, I again, I a lot of this has to do, I think, with the pandemic in terms of the film scene rebuilding after, you know, theaters being shuttered for over a year and whatnot. I guess I should maybe give a little more background 
background about what dog. Yeah, what is Dogleg? Where did it come from, and what's it about? So, Dogleg is the first feature film directed by Al Warren, who has made a lot of uh, short films. They're readily available. The one I, I recommend the most is his 2020 film Bar Snakes, which was made during the pandemic. Was a Vimeo staff pick. Al has a little bit of a following. Um, he's actually acted more than he's directed. He uh, has appeared in a lot of the films of Christopher Borgley, the Norwegian filmmaker um, who just this year had Sick of Myself. And uh, next year has an A24 produced film called uh, Dream Scenario starring Nicolas Cage, which was actually shot in Toronto. And Al has himself has a role in. But yeah, Al shares to Borgley kind of a similar offbeat sensibility. So Dogleg is a film Essentially, he's playing kind of a variation on himself. He's playing a film director named Alan, who is kind of struggling through the making of his indie opus. In the middle of doing so, um, he loses his dog, Rue, at his fiance's friend's gender reveal party. And kind of the drama of recapturing this dog and putting this film together um, collide. Uh, I should mention, uh, yeah, Christopher Borgley, the aforementioned director, also appears in the film as essentially himself. And also, I think this marks the big screen debut of, uh, I don't know if this is the right word, notorious film critic and now screenwriter Nick Pinkerton, who also plays a, a variation of himself in the film uh, as a critic who's giving Al advice on his film. I think Al's film is, I'd say it's actually might be one of the great Los Angeles films in a lot of ways. The tone is very offbeat. I'd say it's like closer to something almost like Inland Empire than a Duplass Brothers movie. I mean, not as disturbing and long. and But also, but also funny, right? Funny, yes. Very funny. Um, and I think this is why you need to see this film on the big screen, which it will be at the Review Cinema on August 3rd. The film has, I mean, it was made on a very small budget, but Al has a really fantastic eye. It's very formally accomplished, has a very assured sense of tone and pace. That's something you will really appreciate seeing on the big screen with great sound, being able to immerse yourself in the film. And again, it's very funny. So I think seeing it with an audience will really be a great experience. And I should mention that Al will be himself will be there to do a Q&A after the film moderated by uh, Karen Knox, who's a local filmmaker. You may have seen Adult Adoption. She also has an upcoming film, uh, We Forgot to Break Up, which is like kind of uh, a feature film adaptation of a short. The short by Chandler Levac, correct? Of I Like yeah. Movies, yes. I should also mention this screening is done in conjunction with Above Ground Pool, which is a monthly queer comedy stand-up show. Show in Toronto, founded by Paula Haley Wilson. I want to give a big shout out to Paula, who has been amazing in the process of helping put this event together. If you're a fan of us also, I think you should go to her comedy shows. So yeah, it's it's a really exciting opportunity, I think, to build this cultural scene of, of film in Toronto, also with the comedy scene, with the music scene, as we did with Happy Life. And we're going to have an after party at Tammy's, which will be very fun as well. Well, I've been to a few of your short film screenings as well. And I also want people to keep an eye out for those because it's a different atmosphere in those. It does feel very community focused as much as anything it feels like 
a lot of young local filmmakers sort of sharing their ideas in a very uh, kind of intimate setting. Yes, it's I'm very continually touched by people being willing to show their films, being willing to show up and take part in a Q&A, people making new friends at our screenings. But yeah, but also our, our theatrical screenings, I think have, have managed to keep that intimacy as well, often with having special guests in attendance who are always willing to talk to their new fans. I think the Happy Life screening was a very special night because it was like a film that I think could have become a cult item, but just didn't ever had the proper distribution, never had a home video release. And like I, I maybe again, it was a slightly pompous thing to say that I had, we formed a footprint in film history, but I really feel <laughs> like that screening brought that film to a new audience and, and it kind of blew up on Letterboxd after that. Well, I do think there's something to be said about, you know, you talk about the festival circuit, there's a difference in atmosphere, a difference in vibe from something showing at you know, one of the big festival venues and something showing in a sort of more grassroots setting. There's something about that atmosphere that can allow for the feeling of discovery rather than the feeling of sort of expectation, if that distinction makes sense. Yeah, maybe the the best way to put it is there's no buyers in the room. <laughs> You know, it's just fans. So finally, where can people keep track of your screenings? You can find us on Instagram at bleeding.edge.movies. I also, of course, post a lot about it on Twitter at my Twitter, Ethan Vess, otherwise known as uh, The Moral Vision. Uh, My avatar is Al from Home Improvement. Maybe you've seen me pop up from time to time. But uh, again, dogleg. Bleeding Edge Movies and Above Ground Pool present is August 3rd, 6.45 at the Review Cinema, and director, writer, star Al Warren will be in attendance all the way from Los Angeles. Finally, have you seen Barbie yet? I'm seeing it tomorrow. Did you I like did. It? It, was, it was pretty fun. Well, lots of movies for people to see. I know, I know. It's a bipartisan marketplace of ideas. Ethan, thanks so much for joining me. And thank you so much for having me on.